And we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, being moms here just for a minute. If our panel would come on up here, ladies, if y'all would come and join us on stage, would you all please welcome Dorothy and Christy and Ashley as they come up this morning? Come on up here. We are so glad to have you all here with us this morning. Good morning. Come on, give them one more big hand. Make them feel comfortable there this morning. Welcome. Now, ladies, we're going to have to share this microphone, so we'll uh, pass it down there. And um, isn't, isn't this, uh, man, just a great-looking panel that we have this morning here? Some of you need to really be clapping really hard. I'm telling you, okay, so... Uh, all right. Well, we so uh, thank you so very much for uh, being here with us today and being our Mother's Day panel. We honor you, love, and respect you as being mothers. I'm not preferential, but I am partial here. You know, so uh, thanks. We appreciate you greatly. So, <laughs> so um, I'll tell you what. Take a moment, real quickly. Just introduce yourself. Tell us um, who you are and kind of your position in life right now with children and that kind of thing. All right. Sleepless. Sorry. <laughs> uh, my name is Ashley Fisher. And I'm married to that guy over there. He's really cute. Um, holding we, that beautiful grandson right yes, there. Yes, holding our newest <laughs> baby. That's Noah. Noah Brave. He is um, almost two months. And then we have an almost two-year-old in the oops in the nursery named Jackson. So we're in the crazy part of life. <laughs> it's fun, though. Hi, I'm Christy Brown. And my husband is out with my two-year-old because he would not be happy with me up here, and he won't go in the nursery. So we have five children, um, ages from 15 down to two. Um, we've been married for 24 years, so a little bit. <laughs> yeah. My name is Dorothy Sims, and, and, and I am married. My husband is always working. <laughs> I'm not a widow. We know many of you were questioning that, right? That's right. So. I ha I'm the mother of seven children. Uh, they're all grown, and they range in ages from, um, well, I'll just say my oldest is a retired lieutenant colonel, uh, to Raj, my youngest. Yeah. Okay, ladies, let's jump in here uh, this morning. And uh, first, let me start with a question, a uh, first question here. What was your biggest misconception about being a mom before you became a mom? Okay. <laughs> that I would have an ounce of control at all. <laughs> um, yeah, motherhood is a, a journey of dying to self and realizing that you have no control, but that that's actually a better place to be. So. Yeah. That's pretty much what I, I was thinking was when I thought about this question, I thought, you know, I didn't realize how much motherhood would affect everything. It would affect when I ate, how hot my food was when I ate. <laughs> um, it would affect, I understood the sleep part, but there were so many things that I didn't understand. It literally changes everything and it changes who you are as a person. And I was thinking, I thought, you know, it's a stretching process and in stretching we see weaknesses and we see strengths and so I know for me I've learned a lot about myself too good and bad you know through being a mom well the thing is about it is that it's life-changing but you realize that you make that decision for that life change you decided to have the children and then you wonder why. Well, I'm not getting any sleep. Well, you're supposed to know that coming into this 
this motherhood. It's, it's, it's really hard and it's, it's really a lot of work and it's really a lot of responsibility. But uh, you realize that you're not alone. You have great uh, family dynamics to help you and you have your heavenly father. So that makes it easier. Well, Dorothy, hold that mic just for a second there, Ms. Dorothy, please. Let me ask you this question then. Weren't those good answers? Do y'all like those answers? That, that was great. So. Okay, so how do, uh, how do you keep your Christ-given uh, identity and not just find your identity uh, through children as you've raised children and grandchildren uh, now? Uh, how, how, does, how do you think that happens? Well, to me, in the beginning, it's, it's easy to get caught up in motherhood and just taking care of the kids, but you have to realize that's not all you are, your wife, your, your mother, and most mothers now have jobs, so you have to work. So you have to balance all three of those things. And the key to me is, is your prayer life. And you have to establish a good prayer life. Because if you don't, all those things would just caught up and you get identity crisis uh, in your life. But uh, you have to make time and make sure you don't neglect your time with the Father. You have to make time. If you don't uh, have time with the Father, you are too busy. You are too busy with everything. And you have to just, if you have to get up earlier, five minutes earlier, 10 minutes earlier, to make that time to get in prayer, to pray about your day, to invite him into your, your day. And if you do that, I promise you, your day will be smoother. That's great, that's great. Well, I know um, when I was pregnant with my third, hopefully I won't cry, I tried to do everything. I wore all the hats you're supposed to wear, and I did everything that you said not to do <laughs> is what I was doing, and prayer life got pushed and pushed and pushed, and I got into that place of, um, of identity crisis where I didn't know who I was, but more importantly, I didn't understand who I was in Christ, and whenever I didn't look at myself at, with the reflection of him, that's when I lost myself. And I remember in, I was in my living room and I was big pregnant and I fell on the floor and I just broke under the weight of it all. And my older two were really little. My first three I had in 40, all three of them 40 months, you know, just boom, boom, boom. So they were little and I remember them coming and they were just, you know, crying next to me. Um, and I couldn't even get up to console them. And I just laid there and just sobbed and I broke. And in that time, the father brought the, um, the, the story of when uh, Peter was, or, you know, Jesus was called Peter out of the boat. And he said, when Peter had his eyes on me, mm. circumstances, nature didn't have a hold on him. But when he took his eyes off of me, he yeah. became overwhelmed by all of those things. And that's what was happening to me. I was overwhelmed because my eyes weren't where they're supposed to be. And I was doing all these things that were important and neglecting the most important. And it was, it was literally like a life or death type situation. I was either going to drown and be completely overwhelmed and lose myself entirely, or I was going to let go which is hard as a mom, because like you were saying, that control, we want all our ducks in a row and all our ducks to behave. <laughs> but to let go and to release that and only focus on him, oh, life changing. Amen. I'm yeah. telling you. That's great.
I was just, I wanted to take a second and encourage you to, if you are uh, not a mom yet, um, and you want to be, or you're not even married yet, and you want to be, take some time and write down the things that you love to do, the things that when you feel most alive, that that's part of you, because those things are just as important when you become a mom and you, you become a wife, and it, they become much more difficult to remember that you like to do when those things happen. Before I got married, I because I knew that I, have a, I would have a tendency to get overwhelmed with being a wife because it was just something I always wanted to be. I wrote myself a note and just said, remember, you love to dance, you love to, you know, just those things that, that are just that the Lord have, has put in your heart um, because they're, they stay important when you become a wife and when you become a mom. And uh, if you're in that stage where you are a mom and you can't remember those things, then that's where you've got to, like Ms. Dorothy said, you've got to take the time and you've got to get away and separate yourself to remember. So. Yeah, that, that's great. Those are, those are all fantastic answers, aren't they? Really, really super. Nash, Ashley, your, uh, your response kind of leads into our next question, which says, what advice would you give moms who are feeling overwhelmed by their momness? You know? Number one, ask for help. Um, I think we all kind of have the mama guilt, like we should be able to handle everything by ourselves. And I read something recently that gave me such relief and such permission. And it was that we're living in a, in a very strange time. And that is, you know, generations before us, they didn't raise their children just mama. They had friends close by. They had the big family close by. It wasn't just all on mom's shoulders. However, we take that responsibility so much and we think we've just got to power through and do it all of our, all ourselves. And that's not true. So, you know, take the time and ask for help. Call the grandma. <laughs> Call the friend, you know, um, go for a drive. Um, and two, you know, especially in our social media world, do not believe the highlight reel that you see because people are going to post the great moments. I'm guilty of it. I post, look how wonderful. And then three minutes later, they're all freaking out and I don't <laughs> post that, you know, don't, don't believe that everyone else has it all together because we don't, we're all in the same boat. So. I yeah, very good. <laughs> I completely agree with what Ashley said. That is such a, a thing that God laid on my heart several years ago was in Titus chapter 2. It talks about the older women training up the younger women, and I'm kind of in the older women part now. But I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm covering the gray and all that kind of stuff. But, um, uh, but it's, it's so critical, and, and I believe it, it's, a, it's been a shift that's been a very um, strategic shift because the role of mother is is important it's kind of a, a core of um of the family of society and there's there's been a shift to where there's this idea that we have to do everything like you said and we have to do it with uh, a smile on our face and we can never admit the ugly and we can never say oh my goodness today i just wanted to <laughs> run out screaming from my house you know we can't say those things because on facebook and everything everybody else has it together and it's just not true and i i do i think that's a message that um, moms need to hear i think that women whose children are grown need to hear the message that younger moms need you that younger moms need to hear that what they're feeling and what they're experiencing and 
it's, it's okay. It's normal. It's a part of it. And it doesn't always stay that way too. I think that's something that younger moms need to hear too, is this isn't forever. It does change and every stage has its challenges, you know, but there are nights that you do get to sleep. They do come back <laughs> eventually. But, um, I, I <laughs> but, um, anyway, I, I just, I completely agree that that's, that's just really important is for moms to understand that we need each other and we don't have to do it on our own. That's great. Great. Okay, well, that kind of, uh, Dorothy, yeah, unless you got... Yeah, next question. Ne <laughs> next question. <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's, let's jump here to a question and maybe a, a, just a little uh, bit different in, in this is so. It says, what's one thing that you've done while in mom mode, either positive or negative, that you could share and say, this really worked for me, or don't ever do this. <laughs> so, uh, oh, anything let's that see. you... Don't throw things at your kids. <laughs> because they would grow up and write a book and put it in the book. So and really, that really happened. It was put in a book by my daughter because I threw things. But, uh, but one thing I could say that really worked is um, in our house, we had daily devotionals every morning, bar none. When you woke up in the morning, you had devotional before school, and that worked, and they did that from kindergarten to 12th grade every morning. Uh, we had uh, Psalms 91, 23rd Psalms, and they had a confession that they would speak, yeah. and it worked. My favor, my, I saw favor with my children, and to this day, Rod is my youngest, and he, he's a witness too, it works. Yeah. Uh, they invited Christ into their life early, and by saying the con confessionals, it builds their faith because faith comes by hearing. So when they're quoting these scriptures and saying these confessions, it builds their faith uh, in Christ Jesus and, and gave them a good foundation to start with. And when they went out to the, into the world, they took Christ with them because they had started it in the morning around the table. So when they went about that day, and all my kids are public school, they did not go to a private Christian school, they took Christ into the public schools yeah. with them. And they were witnesses in the public schools. Uh, Jesus never told me to put them in a private school. They were light in a dark place, and light always shines the brightest in darkness. Amen. So that's, that's one great. thing I know will work. Give your children a good foundation. Give them Christ. Give it to them. They may not like it, they didn't want to be around that table every morning, but they did. <laughs> I would say one of the things is to um, be careful of the words that you say. I know that that's one thing that my husband and I implemented early in our marriage was to understand that when you say words, you can never get them back. And so to never say anything out of anger that could be wounding. Um, it's okay to keep your mouth shut <laughs> and not say everything that you're thinking. Because <laughs> there's been many times that I've just had to say, I can't say anything right now to you <laughs> because the things that are going to come out are not good. Um, but especially anything that's going to be um, putting them down in any way, even when you come back and apologize, it's still there. So I would say that that's one thing is just to really understand that as parents, as we're, we're putting things in their heart. And whenever those words are spoken, they don't just go in their ears, they go in their heart. 
Yeah, that's good. Um, do not take a, a year and a half old in a four week old to a drive through safari <laughs> because three hours later you will come out hangry and very crazed. <laughs> that was not fun. Um, but do stay consistent. Um, I, you, you know, even our little ones are very little, but even with Jackson now, he, uh, we always pray before a meal or we pray at night before bed and he's getting to where now he'll, you know, in the middle of the day when it, things are going crazy, he'll stop and he'll say, play, play. And, and that to me is, you know, just encouragement that, oh, okay, the things that we're imparting every day, they're actually, they're taking root. So just stay consistent. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's really great. Well, um, let's, let's kind of, you guys have all talked about this, the importance of this, but let me just ask, so how has your prayer life uh, been influenced by being a mom? I think it, it's caused me to approach the throne room um, a lot more boldly because there is nothing like something being off or wrong with your baby for your mama bear of faith to come out. And um, it has, there have been moments where I have just gotten to the place where I have acknowledged, Lord, these are your children. You blessed me with them. I am, you know, the one that gets to steward them, but they are yours. So daddy, do your job, <laughs> please, you know, do your thing. Like, I mean, they're yours. And so you're going to have to be the one to correct this or to heal this or, you know, whatever. And in doing that, you know, I approach the Lord, you know, on behalf of my children, but it also it never, you know, it, it always reminds me of kind of, of just how the Lord thinks of me too, that, you know, Hey, just like you're approaching me about your sons, you can approach me for your life as well. Um, so it's just, um, yeah, just caused me to be a little bit more bold for my babies. I think for me, it's changed everything about my prayer life. Um, whenever you have to work for something, I think you tend to appreciate it more and it's more work to find time to pray. You have to be very um, strategic about finding that time. It's caused me to be more, I think, kingdom. And it's not just about me and what I need and that kind of, there's certainly an element because I need that. But it's about more than just me. So I feel like it's caused me to be um, more kingdom-minded. And it's caused me to be a lot more real <laughs> before God. <laughs> it gets pretty raw and ugly in my prayer time, you know, sometimes because I have come to the place where I understand that I go this far, but I've got to get there. And so I can't get there in me. And so it certainly caused me to, um, to understand that the, my limitations and my need for my prayer time, my need for my relationship with Christ. Prayer is the most powerful weapon that we have. Yes. The scripture says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availed much. And I think God has called all moms to be prayer warriors. A mother can war for her children in prayer. Amen. And I think as the children grow older, I think your position in prayer changes. You're warring, you're interceding for them, you're praying for them. And it never ends just because they leave your house. You still, they are always your children. You are always praying for them. So I think you get bolder you come to the throne and you're bolder, you have no fear, you will go after the enemy. Yeah. 
you have no problems attacking him and putting him out of your house. Amen. And prayer will do that. As you grow older, as your kids grow older, your prayer gets stronger and bolder. And I guess by the time they're all gone, you probably have an M on your chest and a cape flying on your, <laughs> on your back because you know who you are in prayer, in prayer. Amen. Amen. Well, let me just ask you, uh, hold that just for a second, Chrissy. So um, haven't they done a phenomenal job? Have you guys enjoyed this? Come on, give them a big round of applause. 